All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest around the United States, Canada, anywhere you may be joining us live tonight on the pan- Pandemic Playoff Podcast. Uh, I am Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host tonight, Paul Hornstein, joining us from beautiful Long Island, New York. And Zach Bondurant will be joining us from beautiful Chandler, Arizona, where I can say, folks, it is starting to cool down. We are now in only the 100-degree range. So, first of all, Paul, how are you? Uh, short of the uh, results of this afternoon's game, I'm okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I could complain, but, uh, it would really sound stupid and gripey and, and <laughs> so it sound like me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, yes. Well, I guess we can, we, we could get into that later. <laughs> we definitely will. Um, you know, start of NFL season started today. It's as strange as any other sport, really, including the NHL. I, I'm not listen. I'm not going to lie to you, Scott. <laughs> I mean, I, I said this to my brother-in-law the other day. I said I have never been less enthusiastic about the start of an NFL football season <laughs> I don't than, than I ever have than than this year. And and I realize it's a crazy year, and I realize. But honestly, um, we're not doing our normal fantasy league this year, uh, which is one of my favorite things to do. So we didn't have a draft, which is like our Christmas day. Right. Uh, And, um, you know, it's just if if people hadn't told me, I I don't even know if I would know. (laughs) And if I hadn't seen all the – Promos, watching the hockey games, right? I, I, I honestly, I, I they they did the promos Thursday night. I don't even remember who was. Let's see, this is Sunday, right? Yeah, during the during the Vegas Dallas game, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a game, <laughs> there's a football game tonight. I hear you, Zach Bondurant. How are you doing in Chandler, Arizona? In there, how are you guys? Just cruising along for me. Ah, yeah. Well, it's. Uh, I was just telling Paul that we were uh, we were talking about the strangeness of NFL football starting. Paul was telling me that he didn't he didn't even know it was going to start. Really, it was just such an odd feeling. And I watched the Cardinals get a win, but uh, I watched it on TV like everybody else because nobody can get into the games and just just strange. But that's what 2020 has been like, guys. It's just been strange, and the NHL is no different. Except I keep going back to this. What a fantastic move they did by bringing in the two hub cities, making all their players safe, giving us TV action uh, like never before starting in the first week of August. And now we're winding down, guys. We're down to the final four. Um, I want to start first with the Eastern Conference. So, Paul, uh, you get the first crack at it. Tell us a little bit about what the heck's been going on out east with the Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, to put it simply, and this – really won't fill a whole lot of time. Um, I don't want to say by a lot, but Tampa Bay is the better team. They, they, they've been the better team. Uh, I don't care whether you, you lose. They lost that first game. They got blown out. Okay, so what? You know, you're still only losing in a series one game to none. It doesn't matter whether you lose one nothing or 10 nothing or whatever. Um, you know, uh Everybody acts like they would have won the game in overtime, game two, that they lost in the final the final 10 seconds of the game. Uh, maybe that's the case. Tampa Bay was down some players. But Tampa Bay has been the better team in this series. I, I still think it should be, you know, if, 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 if the experts and Who's to say anybody's an expert? You know, they were all saying, well, if the Islanders had just gotten that second game to overtime. Yeah, but they didn't. Um, The difference in this series, honestly, has been about 60 seconds. In terms of the last 30 seconds of game two, and honestly, the 30 seconds after they scored this afternoon to make it one nothing, um, those two goals that Tampa Bay got, the Islanders, well, just like the one on Tuesday uh, in game two, just completely out of their game for that 30 seconds. 
And it didn't cost them one like it did on Tuesday on, on, on game two. It cost them two today. And that was the difference in the game. Uh, the Islander power play continues to stink. Uh, I keep saying they should decline the penalties like yeah. they can in football. <laughs> right? Um, they don't pass the puck quick enough, and they certainly don't shoot enough. And I understand they're doing their scouting reports and and, and they're trying to get Vasilevsky to move and they're this and that. Uh, shoot the damn puck. You have an extra guy. Shove an extra guy at the net. When you're on the power play, throw the puck at the net. And, and they just and they don't do it enough. They they just don't. And it, this is not a new problem for them, but they just don't. And they haven't in ages. Didn't matter who the coach is. <laughs> well, um, you would know. You you follow uh, them as close as anybody, as certainly with us. So, uh, and you would you, you would know, know what that's uh, like. Ugh. It's very, very frustrating. Um, the, the, the thing you, that I will say is uh, in the past, when the Islanders have played without Casey Zizekas, like they, had, like they did today uh, and like they did on, uh, on, on Friday night, uh, it usually destroys the chemistry of their team. But that trade that the newly announced general manager of the year in Lamarillo uh, made before the trading deadline to get Pajot. Uh, now, you know, sometimes there are guys you, you just, until you see him play every day, it, it's, it's, it's hard to, to, to know what everybody talks about. Cause there are just, there are players like that that are just, go under the radar in a certain way if you don't see them play every day. And I shouldn't even say, I don't know, under the radar or you don't appreciate how good they are. And I sit here and say to myself, how screwed up must Ottawa be? (laughs) Good point. To have had had Mark Stone and J.G. Pajot as their one and two centers. Right. And wasted them. Right, and wasted them, and ended up trading them. Now, their 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 organization, I believe. I mean, the Athletic had a ranking of the of the farm systems this week for the NHL. I think Ottawa was in the top ten somewhere. Maybe there were eleven. But holy cow, you had <laughs> those two guys, and you said, "Ah, screw it, we're going to run this thing." Like it's the Keystone Cops, and <laughs> and they might be the worst organization in sports. Okay, well we'll get into that in just a second. But Zach Fondre. Um, so anyway, just, wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. you got something else? Okay, you know, one, you know, one more thing, and I and I. Okay. The, the other thing, uh, one of the reasons why Tampa Bay is up three games to one in this series. And in 2009, the Islanders had the number one pick and Tampa Bay had the number two pick. Right. And that was the John Tavares draft. And and it made me cringe this afternoon when I saw somebody on an Islander board or group that I'm in say, man, maybe we should have took Hedman. No, nobody said you should have taken Victor Hedman. (laughs) Nobody said that. Okay. It was the John Tavares draft. And I was at the Coliseum when that draft pick was made. And there were about 5,000 people there that day. And there was not one boo. <laughs> right. Yeah, who would have booed that? I mean, that was, okay. like you said, that was the draft. Right. right. But let me tell you something. Oh, my God, is Victor Hedman a stud. Oh. He has yeah. been by far and away the best player in this series. And, and you haven't seen him necessarily pass a lot. But he has dominated this series with his skating and his shot blocking and his and he is just unbelievable. Um, he is by I mean he's been by far the best player in this series, and it's been enough 
where he's a big reason why they're up three games to one. The Islanders haven't played bad, except for game one. But, you know, um, he's the reason why it's probably three to one instead of two two. Yeah, well, he's got the trifecta, Paul. He's got the talent, he's got the strength, and he's got the knowledge, the hockey knowledge. He can do all three, right? He's played through injuries all uh, all playoffs. He's uh, he's so skilled at what he does, and then he's got the hockey sense, if you will. So um, he is just—I mean, it is. You're just watching it now, and it, you know it's it's common hockey knowledge that defensemen take a little bit longer to develop at least in their all-around game. I mean, we've seen Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr, and they are gifted offensive players. Um, but I'm, I'm sure if you, if, if you spoke to anybody that watched them play on a regular basis, say they probably have to work a little bit more on things in their own end and get a little bigger and a little stronger. Uh, but Hedman right now is hitting his peak, and he's been playing for 11 years. And yeah. defensemen seem to get to be able, to, despite the minutes that they play, seem to be able to get those long tooth careers. It yeah. is, you know, yeah, he's you're right. just, oh my lord! All right, Zach Bondrat, take it away from from the eastern side. What have you seen uh, from Tampa Bay and the Islanders um, so far, and, and where we're at now? What three games to one, right? Yeah, um, I mean, geez, Tampa. Tampa's kind of doing what um, what I honestly didn't think they would do, and that's really just well, I don't know. Paul said it. Paul said it right. The Islanders aren't playing bad. It's just Tampa is just so loaded, um, and they they're so deep. Their depth is ridiculous. Braden Point is on point. <laughs> he's just he's. He's coming alive. Um, Victor Hedman in the back, Vasilevsky, um, and they're still doing this without Stamkos. Um, like that's that's ridiculous. Stamkos is supposed to be your number one player, and they're just they're doing it without him. Um, I, I don't know, but it, it this is kind of what I had talked about before was the goaltending for the Islanders. Um, I feel like as a team, everything else, I feel like they're they're really, really almost there. There may be a piece missing, but Varlamov, I think, is that piece that they have to replace in order to make that next step. Um, and that's that. That's just my opinion. Um, but, geez. I, well, hold on a minute. You are our resident okay. GM when we see you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Well, it is the guy that you're talking about. Um, supposedly, uh, I mean, if the the reports are accurate, uh, the guy you're talking about is there right now. He's just not eligible to play. Uh, they signed, they drafted a few years ago uh, a kid that by the name of Ilya Sorokin, who mm-hmm. put up insane and I do mean insane numbers in the, the KHL uh, and I understand that's not the NHL but when you're talking about over periods of time over a two and three year period where your goals against is basically under two and your save percentage is in the 930s okay. he, yeah. I mean he's supposed to be the guy he's supposed to be uh, you know, Varlamov is kind of supposed to be the guy here now and kind of the guy to help ease that transition uh, to Sorokin. Um, but we'll see. I mean, uh, his nickname among Islander fans by uh, somebody who does an Islander podcast has, has been the white whale because they were talking about him coming over from Russia for years, like three or four years. So, but that has nothing to do with this year. Um, Vasilevsky has played well. Um, Once again, the Islanders to me just don't shoot enough. 
So when when and and by the way, and, and this is not to knock Tampa Bay because because the amount of shots that have been blocked in this series on both teams, absolutely insane too. That is just it's probably it, I haven't looked at the numbers, but it seems like two out of every three shot attempts gets blocked. Yeah. So, and it's been a very physical series, a lot of hitting, a lot of nasty, cheap stuff, uh, chippiness. I didn't mean to say cheap, except for one hit the other day, but um, a lot of nastiness. And um, the hockey's been good. It just hasn't come up the way I wanted it to. Yeah, and that's kind of the way the East has to – not has to play, but it's either you have speed in the East or you play the really gritty, nose-to-the-grindstone type of hockey. And that's definitely – well, I don't know. I would not say – like I don't think that's those either of those teams' specific like identity – but they are so good that they can put that identity mask on and play that way in order to get a win, either team. Right. So, and, go ahead. Well, I, yeah, and so it's it's that's what we're probably going to see, and that's what the difference is going to be. If if Dallas goes that style of hockey, they're going to have to continue to play that, I think, in right. order to beat Dallas. And even if Vegas goes, you're going to have to play – actually, you're going to have to play exactly like Dallas is playing because they seem to have the formula. But well, the East, that seems to be the thing, is speed or nose to the grindstone. Now, listen, I don't – you know, I'm not saying that the series is over. Is it – is it, am, am I willing to put a lot of money on the Islanders coming back to win the series? No. I'm, I mean, I'm not foolish. But Yeah, but it's never do, over. Do I, think, do I think they can stretch the series out? Listen, there were three teams that were up three games to one in the last round, and those yep, three, was, three series went seven games. That's so, exactly what I was going to bring up. It's, you never know. It is never over. It is is get the next game and go from there. Yeah. All right. So so my two cents worth on the East, guys, is that um, I, I really like the competitive level of both teams. Uh, you guys both know how frustrated I am with teams that quote-unquote give up or quit. I, I cannot stand it. I can't stand to watch it. I don't care what the reason is. There is no way that you can be a competitive athlete and just decide that, okay, had enough. We can't beat this goaltender tonight. I'm done. Uh, and from the East, I have not seen that. I've seen nothing of that. Unfortunately, in the West – I've seen it now from two teams, one that was visible and went home early, and the other one happened the other night, which was extreme frustration. Um, and I've seen the Golden Knights since day one, so I was really frustrated over that. But uh, I thought, okay, maybe it's just me, until I listened to uh, the Sinbin <laughs> Dot Vegas um, Periscope last night, and I thought Ken was going to have an aneurysm uh, before that show was over with because he was so frustrated, not only with what his eyes told him, but what the coaches told him in the media availability and then didn't do. So we'll get into that in just a minute. Um, so my thought on the side of it is that the competitiveness from the East has been really good. H have you guys noticed that, or is it just my eyes playing tricks on me? Well, no, it's, it's definitely that. They're they're tough. They're mean. They're nasty. They have to play that way in order to win. So it, it's very competitive for sure. Listen, the series, like I said, the series, the difference in the series is about sixty seconds. The the Islanders could just could just as easily be up three to one, or have the series tied two two. It, it's it's not like. Um, it's not like this has been a one-sided series. Okay. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And it's been a, it's, it's, it's been a tough, like I said, it's been a tough physical battle. And the compete level is almost always going to be there. Uh, the Islanders did have an off night in game one. There's no question. Um, 
you know. But let me let me jump in there, Paul, because you brought up a good point. You said off night. Teams are allowed to have off nights. That's not that's not what I'm talking about as far as their compete level. They had an off night, okay? That happens every now and then. But uh, and I'm I'm stealing this line from Ken uh, um, from Sinbin last night. He said, you know, when you look at the Vegas Golden Knights, they were steamrolling and they were favorites. But in their last seven games, they're two and five. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, but so that's not off hey, nights. That's that's something yeah, but, needs to change. Oh, no, no, hold on a second. Now let's 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 examine that two and five. I'm up for okay. it. Let's examine that two and five. I, I uh, because there's obviously much more to diagnose, for lack of a better term. Uh, you're talking about the last three games against Vancouver where they took over a hundred shots. Okay. That's my point. At, at, at Demko, that's my at, point. At, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. At okay. Demko, and, and he was making unbelievable saves. He was, he was, I'm you know, my when we right talk now. about, when we talk about goalies dominating playoff games, that's what Demko did. Just because they didn't win those games doesn't mean they didn't play well. Okay? No, 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 stop, stop. Let me. (laughs) I'm biting my tongue. You can bite your tongue all you want. The fact of the matter is they outshot Vancouver almost two to one in every one of those games. Okay, let me stop right here. Okay. When when you look on the scoreboard, do do the team that has the most shots win the game and move on, or is it the, the team that scores the most goals? Of course it's the team that scores the most okay. goals. But so, what's the wild, what is the so wild loading, card? No, no. What I'm, is I'm the wild card rifle. in any playoff series? What is the wild card in <laughs> A every playoff series? Exactly. Okay. okay. But here's and, the thing. And you, and you can be the better team and lose because <laughs> the better goaltender, right, Pittsburgh and Montreal, wins the series over the better team. So yeah. stop it. So okay. I'll, give you, I'll, so I'll were, give you that point. I'll give you that okay. point. So but here's the thing. You you must adjust, right? If if you can't and last night, here's what I saw, and we're gonna jump into the, the Western Conference in a minute, but last night clearly you're already I, in it. <laughs> last <laughs> night what I witnessed was a team that uh, again outshot for a period and a half. Um they were pumping shots on goal and call the goaltenders great, call the posts great. You can call whatever you want great. But they unloaded shots, and then they finally got to a point where they said, hey, what do we have to do? We, we just fired you know, twice as many shots on goal, and we got nothing to show for it. So ah, let's pack it in. Yeah, we'll pack it in. We'll just uh, we'll do whatever. We're, we're not going to play with any concern or effort down the stretch. We're just going to we're going to pack it in. And that's the first time that I've seen the Vegas Golden Knights team under any coach for their young three-year existence pack it in. And they packed it in. They, they said, we can't beat this guy. We put so many shots on goal. Uh, so that's not how you win hockey games in the playoffs. What you need to do at that point is go, we got to do something different because clearly putting twice as many shots on goal as our opponent is not getting it done. So what do we have to do, whether it's a coach, a player, an individual player, whatever? Um, anyway, we'll get into that in a minute. Let's just take a quick break. Let's come back and, uh, and jump into the Western Conference since I already led us that direction. We'll be right back in about three minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the middle player? Or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Looking for your next car? 
Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive. All right, we're back. The uh, Pandemic Playoff Podcast. I believe we're episode uh, five right now or something like that. It's plugging along. We know we're going to go through the uh, Stanley Cup uh, final presentation and through the draft and all of that good stuff. So that's what you have to look forward to, folks. Scott Strand here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein joining me, as always, from Long Island, New York. And Zach Bondurant from Chandler, Arizona. Okay, guys, we hashed over the uh, the Eastern Conference. I led us into the Western Conference. So, Zach, um, you pick up the Western Conference uh, torch and run with it. Well, man, I, Dallas, the one thing that we had talked about, I think a, maybe a week or two ago, was the fact that younger teams may be able to thrive in the bubble atmosphere as they don't have – kids or families um so you know they're 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 just there to play hockey and as a young player that's that's what you know best is i'm here to play hockey um whereas older teams may may have may not thrive so well in this bubble because they do have kids they have families nick felinos i think he's got like four kids and a wife or three kids and a wife or something like that and he's like you know i you know, I don't think it's fair for me not to be able to see my family because, you know, I, I have a job to do. So um, that's not an exact quote. But um, I think something to now look at that Dallas has maybe proven us wrong is a lot of these guys, most of this team is veterans. Most of these guys, I would assume, have families, have kids. They're not seeing them. Um, so maybe the – attitude they've taken is look this is a last chance that we have 
to make a serious run at this. And we're going to do whatever we have to take, play Dallas Stars hockey, the style they played all year, score a couple goals and shut you down. Um, they're playing that brand of hockey and they're thriving. It looks like with the mental aspect of just continuing to play and focusing on winning a Stanley cup. Um, Vegas isn't out of it at this point. There's a wonder to me of how healthy both goalies are for Vegas, how, how much they have left in the tank um, in that aspect. Uh, Leonard had to carry them and be, he had to play like he was in the Stanley cup finals game seven, the last three games in Vancouver. Cause they, they played against Vancouver cause they were st- they, it was like blood in the water for the Canucks. Um, and it's a young team, so they, they were probably struggling with closing the series out. But um, I, I'm wondering how much Leonard has left in the tank and if that's why Fleury started game one of the series. Because if we uh, we talked to the Sinbin guys on Monday's podcast, and he said you know, it was a little odd that Fleury was out there because – Game one for the Western Conference Finals is so important. And I think had they have won that, maybe the series is in a different outlook right now. But that's really the only thing. Because Dallas Stars are playing Dallas Stars hockey. We're going to score a couple goals, and we're just going to punch you in the mouth the rest of the game. We're going to play really gritty, grimy, greasy, tough hockey. We're not giving you an inch. And then... Hudobin can uh, – he's the wild card, as we said earlier. He's uh, I didn't expect this from him. Ben Bishop comes in, loses. Hudobin comes in and just crushes it. Um, and so the Dallas Stars hockey and how, how much Vegas has left in the tank for their goalies because, I mean, those guys have had to stand on their head every time they've been in the net the last – all of all of Vancouver and and this series. All right, I'm going to get to Paul in just a second. Um, I'll tell you what I've heard, Zach, and what I've seen with my eyes is that um, you might be right on Robin Leonard. He's played an awful lot of hockey that he's probably not used to doing, especially at that high level. He's not like he's been there before. Um, there's nothing wrong with Marc-Andre Fleury. He's not tired. Um, he gave up one goal. It was on the first shot he saw. On Monday yeah. night, so You're right. so yeah. I I think they could go to Flurry at any time and, and be okay. Um, what I'm concerned with is that that they've gotten over the last five or so games, they've gotten to the point where they think, uh, and, and I used this term last night, uh, they're playing privilege. They're they're like, okay, we're we've been told we're favorites. We've been told that if we get a bunch of shots on goal, that we're the better team. Um, that's privileged hockey. That's not grinded out like you're talking about the Dallas Stars. Hey, they got Joe Pavelski. They got Corey Perry. They got, you know, they've got a bunch of players that have been through this before, and they know. I mean, that goal that Joe Pavelski scored was just pure effort, right? He yeah. won the battle. He flipped it up. It was the ugliest goal you'll probably ever see, but he got it into the net, and that's what counts. And that's what I'm worried about with the Golden Knights is, and now um, – no, no reports today from the media is or for for the media from injuries, as we were all waiting to hear what they said. Um, Mark Stone is was in a lot of pain. Um, yeah. Everybody agrees that it, it's gutty, okay, to get out there and perform, but it's not gutty if you're hurting your team. And in my estimation, the last half of the third period, Mark Stone hurt his team by going out on the ice because he couldn't put much pressure on his. Uh, I think it was his right foot. He couldn't put much pressure on it. He couldn't get to loose pucks like he normally would. He's hurt. I understand that. But you have to know when you're too hurt to be out there and when you're just toughing it out. When you tough it out, it doesn't hurt your team. When you're too hurt to be out there, it hurts your team. All right, Paul, so take now, it away. So, so if, I, if I could jump in just for a hot yeah. second, I have a question for yeah. both of you now. Do you start – do you sit stone because he's hurt and then the second part of that is, do you start Flurry because he's more rested and knows what these situations are like because he's been there for so long with Pittsburgh? Go ahead, Paul. 
Well, the first question I have to ask you is, do you feel like the the the, the, the goaltending is the reason why they're down three games to one? And my answer to that would be absolutely not. It's the way the Dallas Stars okay. are playing. It's the way they're set All right, up. So, so you're right. You're right. Okay, so, I mean, could you? Go to, to Mark Andre Fleury to change it up a little bit, mix it up a little bit, change your, uh, try to change the mojo a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all it would. That's all it would yeah, be. But is that's what you're doing, mojo. Yeah. Okay. Um. You know, you can't say that Leonard is the reason why they're down three games to one. You're right. He, you're he's right. got a, a goals against him under two in this playoffs, and a save percentage of nine of point nine two. So you can't. But that being said, it wouldn't be the first time a coach has changed goalies to try and, <laughs> and, and change the mode. And, and, you know, if Mark andre Fleury, who's still playing at a high level, uh, maybe you don't want to play him 60 games in a season anymore, uh, is your backup goalie, then go for it. I mean, that's to me, is, is, is not an un it, – it, it doesn't smack of desperation. Yeah, yeah. and that's if what you have to be so desperate to do that move. You're, you're right. Okay. You know, it, it wouldn't smack of desperation to, to have uh, – a, a, to throw a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury in the, in the net for a playoff game. That, that's just not he's – got, he's got jewelry. Okay. Um, your issue with Mark Stone – Uh, you know, I was watching the same game last night, and you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And I'm not saying that you're not right with him. Sometimes you can gut it out too much. But if you feel, as the coach, that you need him in the lineup, then maybe you have to mix the lines up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um uh, Maybe you have to, to, to jumble up the lines a little bit uh, to, to compensate for the fact that he can't give you the, 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 the 18 minutes that he usually gives you every night. Okay. Um, they're coming up on game five, so that means they would also have the last change in tomorrow night's game. So you can match things up a little bit better when you have that last change. But, you know, you coaches are not – coaches would rather go with some guys that are 70%, and I'm not saying it's right, than go with guys that are quote-unquote untested. Oh, you're, you're giving me a lot of fuel. So Right. I, let, but let that's – but. But see, but and the fact is, you want to call it lack of effort. I don't know. I heard some of that podcast or some of the Periscope last night too, and to me, it sounded more like uh, it was a stylistic argument than an effort argument. Yeah, I mean that that was definitely a case. But uh, let me throw a couple things at you. Uh, Pete DeBoer in the uh, Vancouver series uh, played. Mark Andre Fleury, and everybody said, "Why would you do that? Why would you do that?" Leonard was playing great, and he said, "I put Mark Andre in in this situation. I believe it was after a back-to-back, and he said because I knew the guys would play hard for him. I knew that they were probably tired, but they'd pick it up a step to play hard to get Mark Andre the win. So and, I think that might be why you play him right now. Uh, you're the you're only desperate." Thing I can think of. Yeah, you're yeah. you're desperate, and well, the other thing is, uh, Robin Leonard took a shot off the neck yesterday, and it stunned him, and he played through it, and he kept going. But I'll tell you what: when you get hit in the puck with a neck, and I can give you firsthand experience because I took a Brett Hall slap shot in a pra- uh, practice at Minnesota Duluth uh, many moons ago. I went behind the net, and his slap shot hit me in the neck, and it knocked me out cold. And I left the ice on a stretcher. <laughs> and, and I still had a black mark on my neck about two weeks later from where the puck hit me. Um, it, it freaked everybody out because they thought 
they thought he killed me. Um, it was that bad of a thing. But Leonard's obviously wasn't that bad. But what I can tell you is, as a goaltender, this morning, Robin Leonard woke up with a pain that he didn't probably expect was going to be there because it caught him square in the neck. So, so anyway, if you were going to take Mark Andre and put him into the game, you might do it to do what? Shake up the rest of the team. Uh, you know he's a solid goaltender. He's only given up one goal against the Dallas Stars, and that was the first shot that he'd seen in a couple of days. So I have no problem with him going to Mark Andre at all. Um, I think they're just as solid, and I think he'll get a better result from his team. Uh, I also think the team has to play harder. They have to quit thinking that just by pumping shots on net, you're gonna you're gonna be the better team. You have to get grimy. You got to get in front of the net. I mean. Uh, Stephen Marsh, Stephen Marsh, and I commented last night during the game. We're going like, why are there two Vegas uh, on a power play? Why are there two Vegas guys standing behind the net? Why are they not in front of the net? There was one camp on each side of the post. That does no good because the goaltender is going to snarf up those shots and and not let any rebounds out. So they got to get as Zach has used so eloquently with Dallas. They got to get gritty. They got to get greasy. They got to decide that. That, that cuteness and prettiness doesn't win in the playoffs all the time. Now, you get the I'm, lead, and you want to move the puck around and score? Go ahead. Uh, okay, I, Paul, I will say this. I will say this. Okay. Uh, I've seen that look in teams before. Okay. It was a long time ago. All right. Um, and, and the talent disparity uh, – was probably a little bit greater, but I've seen that look before. I've seen that look. And uh, when I think of that, what are we going to do to get the puck past this guy? Look, okay. the the first pain that comes to my head is the 1979 conference semifinals uh, when the, the the Rangers beat the Islanders. Okay, John Davidson stood on his head in that series, and nobody will sit there and tell and, and tell you that the Rangers had any business being in that series, except they got great goaltending from John Davidson. And by the time the series came rolling around towards the end, you could see that look in the Islanders' players' eyes. What do we got to do to beat this guy? Okay? Uh, and... That when you start gripping your stick a little tighter, you start trying to be more perfect. Okay. You start trying to hit specific spots and being too pretty. Like you said, I, I that that part I agree with you with. Okay, uh, are, are they looking at this point? Were they looking maybe in the second half of that game yesterday to make the extra pass? Maybe. Okay, but I saw a look of frustration. Yeah, and if I'm you want to sit there, if you want to sit there and tell me the goalie at that Hudobin has gotten into their heads, it happens. But I mean, you know, so if you want to sit there and say they have to change things up and 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 they might have to change the way they play a little bit, that's to me that's a completely different story than they just said, ah, we're not playing anymore. Yeah, well, I, I agree with that, Paul, 100%. No, that, well, okay, no, but... I agree with that 100%, but I'm also telling you that within the same game, when they got frustrated and they couldn't beat them and they were down 2-1 and they had a glorious opportunity with a very long 5-on-3 because of stupidity from Dallas, um, and and their, their effort was lackluster at best on that 5-on-3, they're definitely a much more talented, much sharper team. And then the second half of that, they had Mark Stone out there who clearly could not move like he normally moves. He was not getting the loose pucks. That's the stuff that I'm looking at. Missing loose pucks, not winning the 50-50 battles, not not doing the little things. And and that's what's hurting them right now as far as scoring goals. Put it up and you step it up by crashing the net hard, by giving a greasy goal like Joe Pavelski did. Um, you know, I mean, that's, that's what you have to do in the playoffs. And I don't see that. 
from enough Vegas Golden Knights right now. And right now their back's against the wall. I mean, they got to win. They got to go on a three-game winning streak just to get to the Stanley Cup final. Well, no, they're so, going to go on a one-game winning streak. We, we can do this game. We can we can play this game at this in this podcast too. That's going a one game winning streak. Yeah, that's okay. the other attitude they got to come um, into it with is one uh, game at a time. The, the 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 thing I will agree with. Oh, he's going to agree, folks. Listen up, not Never you. Money. Oh, darn not it. agree. Not he's agree. Gonna agree with me. <laughs> no, uh, with uh, Ken Belke is. They have to try and get Dallas into a horse race. Dallas doesn't want to. Play, Dallas doesn't want to play five four games. I'm not sure, you know. And but this is the Stanley Cup playoffs. Teams don't play a lot of five four games. Well, you're exactly right, Paul. But that's a problem. You can't get into a horse race in the Stanley Cup playoffs because the opposing team generally won't let you. Even Vancouver wouldn't let you get into that in the last three games of that series. Well, they, Demko you know, wouldn't let them get into a, a Well, a, a no, but not even, not even that is because the, the whole Vancouver team went into a shell. They, they were just trying to win one or two nothing because they knew their goaltender was hot. They weren't going to take any chances on their breakouts. They, I mean, just look at the difference between Vancouver versus the Golden Knights and Vancouver against, I don't know who they played before that, uh, whoever it was, St. Louis maybe. Um, yeah, but but they were wide open, and that's their style. And they changed their style and almost got themselves a, a series victory and a move on to the Western Conference Finals. So you have to adjust, and I think that's what Ken was saying last night about stylistic. You have to change your styles uh, to win a game, to win a series, to do whatever in the playoffs. You can't just and and that was the problem that people had with Pete DeBoer the last couple of games. He said, "Hey, listen, we played a great game." We just didn't finish. We just didn't finish. Well, okay, you say that one more time, and you're out of the playoffs, right? <laughs> so instead of telling us that you didn't finish, figure out a way to motivate you guys to finish. Because Pacioretty, Alex Tuck, Marshall, Carlson, they're all talented guys that can finish. And, and, and I, I hate to even throw Alex Tuck in there because if there's been one guy that's been – Stellar, in my opinion, the entire playoffs for the Golden Knights has been Alex Tuck. He has uh, done everything, plus some that's been asked of him. And now Dallas is figuring that out, that Alex Tuck isn't going to quit. And we have, to, we have to shut him down because, you know, maybe somebody else will quit, but he's not going to. Zach? Um, Paul, did you I, – and I don't know, I – you may have said Dallas or Vegas. Did you say they don't want to play two one games, or they they do? Well, uh, the higher scoring game would favor Vegas. Yes. Uh, you know, if the, the these kinds of games, you know, game three, the Dallas won that game in overtime. They were outshot two to one. Yeah, but I think that I definitely mean, attributes to the style they play where they – because I think they do want to play lows. I think – the reason I ask is I think they do want to get two goals and then just pummel you. I think they want to pummel Vegas. All we need is two. Actually, I think they want to get one and just pummel Vegas. And I think that's that's where I'm wondering if – But they're getting the, the goaltending to do that. And yes, they're getting exactly. the goaltending to do that. And they're getting the Golden Knights players to shake their heads with the goaltending that they're getting. Yeah. And, and the one thing, too, is Corey Perry has won a cup. Right. But I don't – This is not This is not an inexperienced that, playoff team. Yeah, but I – so the only guy – I think he's the only one that's won a – oh, no, Sagan won a cup when he was real young. So they've got those two guys. But other than that – I think all these other guys who play offense have been on teams that gone have gone game sevens, have gone to the finals in game seven. Pavelski's done it many times. He's done it against the yeah. Golden Knights. The the young decor, I think, is what is the wild card for them. It's these guys are playing so good because they don't know any better. They're like, yeah, okay, we're just gonna play hockey. All these young vet or these older vet guys are the ones that are playing this last chance 
to raise this sucker. And I'm going to go back to what Scott had said, that effort that Pavelski's playing with is because he wants that cup. He left San Jose that, yeah, everybody wants the cup, but he, he left San Jose, a team that he is only he's only ever played for that team, and he left right. to come to Dallas and saw something that I sure as heck didn't see. I'm like, why on earth would you go to Dallas? Well, he's shutting me up right now because they're showing exactly why. He plays perfectly there because he has the effort, and he knows everyone else does too. Well, take a look at Dallas's roster. Jamie Benn, over you know, you know, over thirty is thirty years old. Uh, Cogliano over thirty years old. Como over yeah. thirty years old. Heck, I remember when Como was yep. a rookie of the yep. Islanders. Okay, um, uh, Justin, da- you know, the guys that are playing Hansel over thirty years old. Okay, uh, Pavelski we know. Corey Perry we know. Radulov over thirty years old. Oh, okay. that guy is that guy okay. is dirty. He is so good. He's dirty good. He's so clutch. All right. So you're talking about guys that have been around. And there is something to that this is our last chance, most likely. You know, we don't know if we'll ever be here again. Yes. Okay. There is something to that. And you can't replicate that. Um, you know, for the Golden Knights as a team, you know, this is three years in a row that, you know, the three years they've been in existence, uh, cup finals, uh, a very, very, very tough loss uh, in the second round, and now they're in the conference finals again. Um, you know, this is not – you know, they don't have guys just by age and just by, uh, you know, just the experience that are in the same boat. They have some guys, a lot of them are like that. But, you know, they, they, you have a situation where it's it's just a little bit. Now, the, the Golden Knights have a few guys approaching 30. And, and and are a little bit older, but you know it, it it's they're they're a much more they'd rather play more wide open, and yeah. you know like I said if 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 you know to me I took out of what was said last night to be a stylistic issue, not an effort issue, but that's just me. Well, and I'm gonna give you thing, I'm gonna give you credit for the stylistic. Go ahead, Zach. So the one thing, and I don't want to give Scott any traction here, but the one thing I will say that could <laughs> really got hurt the Golden Knights is he had said that word privileged, um, and you know, it, and Paul had kind of it, it, what he said reminded me of it. You know, these, this team has been to either the Stanley Cup Finals or the Western Conference Finals for the past three years. Um, it's kind of like. Yeah, we'll get there. We know we'll get there. You know, we'll we'll make that. Mm-hmm. Dallas is like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to get the shot again. I'm getting tired. My body's getting tired. I'm putting everything into this. And I'm not saying Vegas – like, I, I haven't been able to watch the games. I've been listening and looking at highlights. So I don't have that same, like, look, like what you guys are seeing. But I just know from a psychological standpoint, I think Dallas has the – the mental edge when it comes to the the type of just laser focus they have of I don't uh, care what it takes, but we boy, are going to do this thing. I'm glad you sure, brought that up. Because here, here we go. Here comes the laser focus part of it. This is the thing that not many people are talking about, but trust me, it is playing into the heads of the Vegas Golden Knights. A couple of weeks ago, Mark andres agent comes out, puts a spear – through the back of Mark Andre with the name uh, DeBoer on it, right? And everybody said, "Ah, no big deal, no big deal." So they kind of put it away. Then that's when they fell apart. Yeah, well, yeah, that's where kind it started. Of. That's yeah. kind of where it started. But then, guess what happened a couple of days ago? Oh, we're signing Leonard to a five-year deal, and and we're going to announce it at the end of the year. That was never supposed to be public ever, and. And Robin Leonard took exception to that to the point where he was going like, listen, you guys are all wrong. 
you're saying this at the wrong time. We're trying to play in the Western Conference Finals. You're bringing this up. Listen, guys, I've been in that locker room many times. I've been in many locker rooms, and I know that those words and that circulation, because all of a sudden you're going like, okay, what's going on? Are are we getting rid of Marc-Andre at the end of the season? Uh, What are we doing? We're going to sign Leonard now to a five-year deal. He's getting this much money. How much are we going to get for money? All of that stuff works through your head, whether you want it to or not. And, and that you that you can't yeah. have that distraction and still be a hundred percent focused in the Western Conference Finals, and you cannot. And, that's one point you cannot argue with me. That is, I a can, fact. absolutely, I can argue. But no, you can't. That is I a can. fact. That is a before, fact. You cannot before block you guys it up. argue, before you guys do, <laughs> I will I say, heard. if I was if I was Vegas coach, that's the exact reason why I play Flurry. That's the exact exactly. reason because you know what? Well done. Well we don't done. know what this guy – we don't know what he's going to do. This is my boy. He came here. He built this franchise. He was the he was the one that laid the groundwork. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice. I'm going to see what Flurry gives me, and I'm going to see what the team gives me. Now you guys can go at it. <laughs> First of all, that's not rolling the dice. Okay? That's not rolling really? the dice. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if, if you're Vegas and you want to talk about rolling the dice, then you play Oscar Dansk. That's rolling the dice. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll, play, give, you play, play, I'll play, give you that. Play, play, playing Mark Andre Flory is not rolling the dice. But cold? Okay. It's not cold. He only played. He played earlier in the week. Not he cold. did, but he he did give up one goal. But that's one. all Dallas needs. That, I know, but that's all they need. Wow, well, listen, it's very hard to shut teams out. He, 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 as that's much true. as as much as Hudobin is in their heads, and to me. That's more of an issue than anything else. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> That's more of an issue than anything else. Do you want to sit there and say these are unnecessary distractions, the quote-unquote goalie issues? Well, first of all, the Golden Knights organization can't control Flurry's agent. Oh, True. and he addressed okay. it. Okay. All right. Don't worry for addressing it. Okay. But, he can't control – and as far as the Leonard situation is concerned, Leonard said, I don't know where they're getting this stuff from. It's not true. I don't know what else you want him to say. Okay. But once again, that's either an agent speaking or they have an unforeseen leak that they haven't had to experience yet. Well, that's a Dallas okay. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you this. What does, that, what does that have to do with anything? Let me I'm tell you this. Just stirring the pot. <laughs> let me tell you this. Earlier in the season, they left the goaltending coach on the roster, and it was a no story that turned into a story. Um, and those little things fester. Uh, I told you guys all right before Gerard Gallant got fired that I was not surprised because what I had seen in the locker room was a lot of looseness. And I'd been there maybe twice uh, during that time, but there was a lot of looseness. The guys were distracted by a lot of things off the ice. They were opening up nightclubs. They were opening up breweries. They were doing all kinds of things. It got loose in the locker room. They were starting slow. And George McPhee went over Kelly McCrimmon's head, in my in my opinion, and said, hold on. This is not how we're going to play hockey here. And I, I also think that it came down from the top. I think Bill Foley said – Hey, listen. This is not how we're going to play hockey here. One one thing you guys also that's not George understand. McPhee going. That's not George McPhee going over Kelly McCrimmon's head. The owner says that the guy that signs the checks, saying, "Oh, by the way, I think we're done here. Uh, I don't like the way this is going down." Um, you know, Bill Foley is not the Wilpons. Okay, not the crossover. <laughs> not the crossover sports. Okay, so. Um, nobody questions whether or Bill not Foley. <laughs> Bill Foley pays attention to what's going on on his team. My okay. point, my point being though, here, here's what we've seen. And then we're going to, we're going to end it on this. Cause we're going to go for two hours. If we don't, uh, the golden Knights made a coaching change in the middle of the year. And everybody outside the organization was baffled by it. Why would you get rid of Gerard Gallant? And, and the few people that I talked to said, yeah, it was getting a little goosey, a little loosey-goosey in there. They weren't starting the way they wanted to. They weren't playing up to their potential. It was time to get a little tighter. 
And then they brought in Pete DeBoer. And guess what Pete DeBoer did? First couple of practices, he brought out a whiteboard that hadn't been seen in Vegas in three years. And he started going like, okay, we're going to start with the breakout. We're going to start making sure that we break out of our zone every time, not just once in a while, but every time. And he started doing that. Then they started doing defensive zone drills. And this is all documented. People have watched it happen. Those things didn't happen under Gerard Gallant, at least at anywhere near the level of Pete DeBoer. Guess what? The guys turned it around. They started playing better. Guess where we are now, guys? We're back to loosey-goosey again. It's a different loosey-goosey. It's a different loosey-goosey, and here's why. Because well, if they were, now, Honestly, if they were loosey-goosey, Scott, they wouldn't be gripping their sticks trying to beat this no, no, goaltender no. Let and, me and, finish. and shaking Let me finish. their heads. Okay. Let me finish. Not loosey-goosey in the same sense, but loosey-goosey in the point that, hey, we're the Vegas Golden Knights. We can pump 40 shots on goal, and you can only get 20, so we're going to win tonight. And that does not work in the playoffs, and that happened against Vancouver, and I thought they'd rebounded uh, against Dallas, and now they're seeing the same thing, only the problem right now is one and done. If you don't win uh, tomorrow night, you're done. Your season's over with. So there's no room for error now. There's no room for playing around and saying, you know, just because we pumped 50 shots on you and you only got 20 – uh, that we're going to win, and that's what they have to change. And there's your stylistic. I'll give you the credit for that. That's your stylistic. you got to change the style because it's not working. And oh, what you man. have to do is you change the style, if you're the Golden Knights, in my opinion, with effort. You increase the effort level. You get the dirty goals. You get hit in the head with a puck. Uh, you get hit with a, with a puck, and it ricochets in off your body. You do something that changes the way things are, and that's effort. Well, I, I, I'm just sitting here and saying that I, you can't, like I said, I don't, I, I can't even fathom a, a, a team that is that close to the Stanley Cup Finals. If you want to say that maybe they're going – they're they're going at it incorrectly. Maybe Mark Stone shouldn't have been on the ice in the third period last night. I did say that, can't, but you can't say that and say it's lack of effort. No, I said it's both. I said they they had a guy out there that probably shouldn't have been. He was probably more hurt than they knew. And secondly, is when they when Dallas scored the second goal, they threw their hands up for the first time I've ever seen and said. Oh my God, we just can't beat this guy. I don't know. We're, we're not going to win battles to lose pucks anymore. We're just going to go through the motions. Then they get a five on three and they don't convert. And then they pull their goaltender, which scared the death out of me because they should be able to control the puck when their goaltender is pulled. But their effort wasn't there. And they very nearly gave up a, an empty netter because somebody was outworking them from the Dallas Stars. So. That's that's what I'm talking about. You have to change the style, and the style change, in my opinion, comes by working harder. You can do the little things. You can win the battles to lose pucks. You can win face-offs. You can keep the puck in the zone. You can keep it in the corner. There's a number of things that you can do to change it, and when that's not happening, you got to find guys like Alex Tuck and other guys that are willing to do that. And unfortunately, they're down to one game right now. It's one or done. Well, right. you guys will have fun tomorrow night, right? <laughs> I'm off my soapbox. We're going to hope for the best tomorrow <laughs> night just so we keep things rolling. Okay, guys, uh, great discussion, great show. Uh, tomorrow night, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tuesday night, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And Wednesday night, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Next Sunday, we will know who's in the Stanley Cup final when we join you on another Pandemic Playoff Podcast. Paul, take it away with the read. The Pandemic Playoff Podcast on the IceTimeHockeySW.com network is brought to you by Belfort, the presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Come to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and see the new line of 2021 Ford cars and trucks in person or at Belfort.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and find your bottle and keep your bar stocked for the playoff push. Buy summer skates. Show your playoff passion and style with koozies and summer shoes personalized 
or with your favorite player's name and number at summerskates.com. To be the best, you have to beat the best, and no one beats Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Call them at 1-702-541-5546. Championship taste for a championship run. JesseRay'sBarbecue.com. And by M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You. Trying to watch all the games? M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. The Pandemic Playoff Podcast and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio app. And now also available on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. The Playoff Pandemic Podcast and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. As uh, as we take it away tonight, I do want to uh, welcome a new presenting partner. The uh, Maryville University Hockey Program has jumped on board for the next two seasons, folks, of uh, presenting the Club Hockey Southwest Weekly Program, our podcast on uh, Wednesday nights. So welcome aboard Maryville University, just outside of St. Louis, Chesterfield, Missouri. They see the value. They see the reasoning to uh, to put their name out there and their brand out there in hopes that they can recruit some hockey players from the desert southwest to come play hockey in St. Louis. So welcome aboard. Also let you know Jesse Ray's Barbecue does have their barbecue sauce bottled now, so it's not in the plastic container. You can still get it that way too, but you can also get it bottled, and we have some big news coming up for you on that as well down the road. So, All right, guys. Uh, thanks for a great show again. Zach Bondurant for joining us. Paul Hornstein for joining us from Long Island, New York. Scott Strandy saying goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. <laughs>